You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of your Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Tuesday show for you. We're going to talk more about The Golden Bachelor. I didn't think we were going to have this much to talk about with it, but then Leslie decided to basically share everything that Gary said to her on the overnight dates that we did not know about. She referenced it during the After the Final Rose, but then she just spilled it all to Bachelor Happy Hour. Well, this is definitely something we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about what Katie Couric said to him, but more focus on the Leslie stuff since that kind of trumps it. Um, We're also going to talk about the women. We're going to talk about what I was able to uh, give you yesterday. And then, yes, we have more Bojangles talk today as did a little research and got some answers for you. So we'll get to all that momentarily. So first off, I want to talk about the fact that I appreciate all your feedback from yesterday in regards to T-shirts and a Reality Steve merchandise line that's definitely going to be coming probably in the next month or so. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, obviously, you know, is everybody going to love every slogan on the shirt? No. I mean, I'm going to think of something, try and make it creative. I have one that I really like. But other than that, like, I just want to make it good quality. And I got to find a, a, a store online that does good quality. And a lot of you women who did message me yesterday said you would appreciate V-neck shirts as opposed to just like your average T-shirt. No, they have um, uh, women's V-necks at the place that I'm looking at. And those are a little bit more expensive than a unisex soft T-shirt, which are common as well. So I think I might, you might have the option to do both. You can get the unisex soft tee or I will have, because I'm guessing most of the people that do end up buying from the merchandise store are probably going to be women. So I will give you the option of the unisex soft tee, which is a little bit cheaper or the V-neck, which is a tad more expensive. Um, But pricing, I just don't know yet. I have to really dive into it and do the design and all that stuff. But that's what we're looking at. You will get, I think, real good quality t-shirts. When I look at the responses and the ratings uh, from the t-shirts on this website, very little return rate and people seem to like the quality. So we're good to go there. So the Gary thing got really interesting yesterday. I didn't think, you know, we had talked about the piece that came out that the Hollywood Reporter did, which I thought was a kind of a bunch of garbage. It really was almost like, hey, we got you because you've worked since you said you're retired. It's like, really? That's what you're going after this guy for? And then you talk to the ex-girlfriend. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to say I don't believe her. Um, she has, that's his, that is her side of the story. And less, and when Gary was asked about it, he avoided it, which makes sense because why would you bring that up when you're an engaged man and you're, your, your story is about to play out on television. Like I, I get why he didn't address it. And the bottom line is we don't know. And I understand that by saying that, Oh, you're just dismissing what she said. No, I'm not. If you know anything of how I've covered this show for at least the last three years, I have absolutely given women the benefit of the doubt when they've come forward about something that's happened in their past with a guy that they've dated clearly from this show. I've always given them the benefit of the doubt, but I've also said, I need proof. When I had Kelsey give me proof of her backstory with Nate Mitchell, I laid out everything for you. And you were like, wow. You know, when I had Beth, not her real name, but the one who had a relationship with Aaron Clancy, 
before The Bachelor in Paradise last summer, you were like, wow, okay. You know, I mean, she provided proof as well. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying that I don't believe this quote unquote Carolyn woman who wanted to go anonymous, but when she's saying things that are just like, okay, how do we know this is true? You know, it's unfortunate, but we all know in today's day and age, you kind of need to provide receipts. And we didn't see any receipts. The Hollywood Reporter claims that they saw them, but when you don't show them to America, how are we supposed to believe you? The Hollywood Reporter was writing a hit piece on Gary. So they just, all they had to say was, oh no, we saw the proof. Okay, well, great. Why didn't you share it? You kind of need to share that stuff. It's like you're no better than Ducks Moy if you're doing that. But look, I think the bigger story now is what Leslie said. And in case you missed it, Leslie went on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. And remember at the After the Fun Rose when she was sitting up there with Gary and still telling him, like, look, I just, you know what you said to me. We Everyone was like, whoa, wait a second. What did she say? Well, this is what she said on the podcast yesterday. She said, he made plans with me for the future. He said kind of like, save the date. This is what we're going to do. I can't wait for us. In two more days, we'll be done with this and be together. Start our life. Did he say, will you marry me in there? No, but he all but said that. I would have been happy with just I love you, but he took it to a different level. And then she said, we woke up the next morning and he left and turned around three times and blew me kisses. He didn't want to leave. That's why I wasn't worried that he was going on a date with Teresa. I just knew that he had to get through the motions of it. And I mean, I was 100% sure that I was it. He didn't say, I have such a hard decision to make. Nothing like that. So she also was asked about the reunion at the after the final rose. He apologized and she said, I feel like I didn't get a ton of closure with him, but that's okay. I felt like I closed it with myself. What can the lead say? They had to make a choice. It's his journey, his choice. But he could have chosen not to say those things to me. That's all. He said he wasn't ready or his heart wasn't ready or something like that. I was kind of glazing over at that point. But I didn't get closure from him. And I don't know if anything he would have said would have really given me closure. So, you know, we're sitting here. I literally just told you about a story, the Hollywood Reporter story, where it's like, okay, this ex of him is from the past. I think it's easier to question something like that because it was years ago and she's telling stories about, Oh, he made me pay him. And Oh, he made a comment about how I looked in a dress. It's like, okay, that's, this was years ago with Leslie coming forward and saying, this is what he told me in the overnight dates. The overnight suites were at the end of August. I mean, it's December right now. I'm, I'm more inclined to believe Leslie than I am to believe an ex from the past who decided to tell her story to the Hollywood reporter. Not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's a little bit easier to believe Leslie. Now, that's why I said, I think this is a bigger deal than what the Hollywood reporter did. And when I look at these comments, if that's what he said to Leslie in two more days, we'll be done with this and be together, start our life. I mean, that's basically saying I'm going to choose you. You wouldn't say that to someone that 12 hours later, you're like, you know what? I'm in love with Teresa. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So now it just becomes, while I believe Leslie, I'm really curious to see how Gary responds to this. Because this is the first time we've heard what he said to her 
in the overnight dates, which she called him out for the very next day when he dumped her, and she called him out for again on the couch. She was bringing up this fact that, wait a second, what did, you just told me this last night. And then on the after the final rose, you know what you said on the overnight dates. Well, now we know what he said, according to her. Save the date. This is what we're going to do. I can't wait for us. In two more days, we'll be done with this and be together. Start our life. So now I'm really curious to how Gary responds to this. Again, he might not respond to it and might give the same answers he's been giving about the Hollywood Reporter, which is, hey, can we talk about the positive things going on in my life? I don't need to basically live in the past. I don't need to bring that stuff up. I have my fiance with me. I'm happy. We're getting married. Why do we have to dwell on this? And that's basically the route he's taking. While I understand him going that route with an ex from the past who ran to the Hollywood Reporter, I'm not really sure that that'll fly if someone gets him in an interview and says, Leslie told everybody what you said in the overnight dates. Did you say this? And if he avoids that, I think that's pretty shitty. And I think he's going to. I just don't think he's going to say, yep, I said that. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I I have no idea what he's going to say. And I have no idea if anyone's going to call him out on it. But if you're to believe Leslie, you know why now she was so upset 12 hours later when he dumped her. And you know why, when she sat on the couch three months later, how she still basically won't accept his apology. Because that's way different than him telling her, you know what, Leslie, you know, the night before. Um, And just saying, like, tough decision. You got to stay with me here. And and look, I, I went over this the other day and you know, the day after on the podcast on Friday, I said, look, the lead is basically in a lose-lose situation with the person at final two, because that person at final two clearly has believing in some way, shape or form that that lead is going to pick them or that lead is very, very into them and is maybe being a little cagey in the way they present things, maybe being a little cagey in the way they say things, but there's almost just like no way that the final two person is ever not going to be mad at the lead. You know, it's just like, because if the lead is giving them nothing all season and then he dumps you at the end, well, you really can't be mad because he gave you nothing all season. But I know how the producers on this show work. We all know how they work. They're wanting the lead to give these people, even the ones that they know they're probably not choosing, at least something. These lines that Gary allegedly gave Leslie in the overnight dates, this was too far. You shouldn't have said this if you knew you weren't picking her. And he clearly knew he wasn't picking her because 12 hours later, he tells her, I'm in love with Teresa. You don't say in two more days, we'll be done with this and be together and start our life to somebody. And then 12 hours later, take it back. So I'm curious to see what Gary says in all this. What can he say unless he's calling Alessi a liar? Because he's just going to say, I never said that. And then she's going to say, yes, you did. (laughs) And then. I guess the only people who will truly know, I was going to say, actually, the only people who truly know are Gary and Leslie, because that's the portion of the show where there's no cameras around and the mic packs are off. So not even a producer can, you know, pull up the audio from that night because seemingly they said that to each other or Gary said that to her on the overnight portion, which is what she said it happened, and they wouldn't have had mic packs on. So unfortunately, it becomes a he said, she said. But as I said, I'm more inclined to believe Leslie because this only happened three months ago. I don't think she completely misconstrued everything he said because there was a part of me that thought, well, what if he said something similar to that? But Leslie took it a certain way. And I just 
I, I don't think that's the case. I think Leslie's got a really good head on her shoulders, and I don't think that she's just completely coming out of the blue and making this up. I'm just shocked it took her, you know, the after the final rose, the live finale was on Thursday, and on Monday we're already hearing about what she what he said to her in the in the fantasy suite. Now, granted, this interview was taped either that night or Friday, so it was very fresh on her mind to run to a podcast. Not run to a, you know, look, Bachelor Happy Hour was going to get on Leslie, and they're probably going to, and Gary and Teresa will probably be on as well at some point. I think if you're a Bachelor Happy Hour, you have to ask Gary about what Leslie said. If you don't, you're not doing your job. Then again, look at the one of the hosts on that show. Basically does no homework at all and doesn't want to step on a lot of people's toes. So we'll see. But I don't know if they've had Gary and Les, uh, Teresa on. Maybe they have. But if they haven't and they're having them on in the future, you have to lay out, hey, Gary, Leslie said you said this. Did you really say that to her? Because that's really shitty if you did. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And just to hit on this a little bit further, I mean, not saying that Leslie isn't over Gary, but even later on in that interview, she struggled to say she respected him still. When she was asked, do you respect Gary? She said, he did what he did. It's his journey. Do I respect him? I just wish he would have done it different. I don't respect what he did. I mean, it started with Faith and then me a little more because I went to Costa Rica and did all that. So I feel like he just used, I love you too much. And do I respect him? That's such a hard question because I want to say I do, but it's hard. He hurt me. So, I mean, she is not giving him any grace. And look, if this is what he said in the overnights to her and 12 hours later, which is what she claims when he dumped her, this is what he did? That's shitty. And not that he needs to be called. I mean, the thing is, he can address it. And we all tell people that they need to be held accountable for their actions. But in this particular case, what does Gary being held accountable mean? I, I don't even know what he can do other than say, I'm sorry. If this is what he said, all he can do is say, I'm sorry. He can't take back what he said. He can say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have worded it that way. It was wrong of me, but when we talk about being held responsible for your actions, I mean, what's he going to do, go back to Leslie? No. He made a decision. Now, there's a part of me that also thinks, and now granted, this is still on Gary. He's the one who said it to Leslie, allegedly. These are the words that came out of his mouth, allegedly. However, there is a part of me 
that probably thinks a lot of this was producer prompt. And producers told Gary to say certain things to Leslie to make her feel more comfortable. Now, I don't know if they told him to say these exact words and make sure he puts those words in that particular order in a sentence together, you know, saying, save the date. This is what we're going to do. I can't wait for us. In two more days, we'll be done with this and be together. Start our life. If those are the words that he said, he's wrong for saying that. But I do think, and just knowing the way this show works, they're not going to tell Gary going into that. I, I guarantee they knew before he went into his overnight dates who he was picking. But there was no way they were ever going to tell him, hey, when you're with Leslie, just play very cold. Act like you're not interested in her. No, they're not telling him that, even though that's probably what you should do in that situation, because this is not normal. This is a show that wants you to choose someone over someone else. But they have to have a level of suspense to it. Screw the spoiler aspect of it. I mean, obviously, they still have to do their show regardless if I spoil it or not. They still have to produce a show that when the viewers are watching it, the viewers have to be torn between who is this guy going to pick. So they're not going to tell him, be cold to Leslie, be very aloof, say things that turn her off. No, if anything, they're going the other route and saying, you know, you really need to tell her how you feel and make her feel special. And, you know, he took it too far with those lines, if those were the words that he said. But yeah, um, she is definitely like, I'm sure she's over it, but she's also hurt, which she has every right to be. If he said that to her in the overnights, it's just fascinating that. I mean, I didn't think we were ever going to hear this. Like when you heard, when you watched that on Thursday of her sitting on the couch and saying, you know what you said to me, did you think we'd know what he said by Tuesday? <laughs> I didn't like, I just thought it would die. I thought it would die off. I think one of the other things that's interesting to me is with this live wedding coming about, and I had pictures on my Instagram and my Twitter yesterday uh, of Gary and Teresa at the La Quinta Resort and Club in La Quinta, California, uh, visiting and going over like stuff for where their wedding was going to take place live on January 4th. I put that out there. I had told you on Saturday that's where they were being filmed in their wedding, and two days later they were touring the place, so that pretty much confirmed what I reported on Saturday. But what I find interesting is when Gary was up on the couch with Leslie and they kept panning to the eight women from Gary's season in the audience, wasn't it basically eight for eight that essentially hated everything Gary was saying to Leslie? Like the rolling of the eyes, the talking to each other. It didn't seem like any of those women supported what Gary was doing and what Gary was saying to Leslie. But I'm guessing on January 4th, all those women are going to be at the wedding. So do they, like, I understand they're friends and I understand that they have created a very strong bond with each other, but I'm almost interested in asking them, you guys clearly aren't fans of Gary and what he said to Leslie. I don't know. How can you kind of show up at his wedding and support him and Teresa? Cause it doesn't seem like you like what he did. I don't know. I, I, it might just be one of these things where it's like, look, we're going to support each other. And Teresa was part of our group for the month we filmed and we like her. So we'll be there to support her, but we don't have to be friends of Jerry, maybe uh, Gary, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the route they're taking. It just seems weird because it seems like all of them don't like him and all of them don't like how he treated Leslie. And now that they know this and are hearing these lines, 
that he told her allegedly on the overnight dates. I can't imagine they're even more thrilled with him. But they're probably all going to show up to his wedding. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing's just kind of weird to me. I spent all podcasts talking about Gary. And really, there wasn't anything else to talk about. There was I wanted to talk about Gary and, and the Katie Couric stuff. Look, he was questioned about it, and he's basically dodging it and saying, I don't want to live in the past. Let's move forward. I'm happy. I got my fiance with me. We're getting married in a month. I get it. Whatever. This stuff with Leslie is way more interesting to me than what The Hollywood Reporter did. And then Katie Couric kind of going after him for what The Hollywood Reporter said. It's like, okay, let's just let it go. This stuff's more important because it's more recent. Now, final thing I want to talk about. We talked about a lot in yesterday's podcast. We talked about the Golden Bachelor, the ratings, the seven-year anniversary of the show, the fact that I'm going to have a merch line. We talked about the whole doom wall getting called out by Taylor Swift's publicist. Yet the one thing that got the most response yesterday of people DMing me or people emailing me was Bojangles <laughs> and people telling me how much they love Bojangles and say, oh, you got to get this or you got to get this. You got to get this biscuit or whatever. Well, I did a little research on Bojangles and basically um, it is an East Coast uh, franchise. It started in Charlotte, North Carolina. They have the most. North Carolina has 347 Bojangles. That's a lot. The second biggest state is South Carolina, which has 149. Georgia has 105, and every other state is less than 100. But right now, um, there was an article that came out in July of 2023 that said they're opening up 20 in Nevada, basically in and around the Las Vegas area. Texas has seven, and Texas is definitely the westernmost state that has Bojangles. Uh, second most Western, most state is Louisiana, but you know, it goes from, like I said, North Carolina, 347, South Carolina has 149, Georgia has 105. And then Virginia has 73, Alabama has 32. And then it's like two Arkansas, nine, Florida, three, Illinois, seven, Kentucky, three, Louisiana, five, Maryland, three, Mississippi, three, Ohio, two, Pennsylvania. Oh, Tennessee has 71. Uh, I told you Texas had seven and then West Virginia has one. So, um, but an article came out that said 20 more. They haven't even, none have uh, opened yet in Las Vegas, as far as I know, because they're not on this list. But Nevada has none as of right now. But there was an article that said 20 of them are going to open in Nevada in or around the uh, southern Las Vegas area. So I'll be looking forward to that next time uh, I take a trip to Las Vegas because I'm really liking myself some Bojangles and maybe I will try one of those bow biscuits or whatever they're called. Uh, I just know those chicken sandwiches are damn good. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple podcasts. Also rate and review. If you can tell your friends about it, that'd be great. Sports daily up an hour from now. You can check that out. Breaking down the college football playoff the committee has spoken as to why they did what they did. And it's basically what I said in yesterday's podcast. But that's sports. If you're interested in that, check that out. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!